Welcome back, party people. You are listening to the Whatnots Review Show, our weekly book club style podcast here at the Whatnots. I feel like I've said the Whatnots like five t- t- times already, but just in case you didn't know, we are the Whatnots. <laughs> uh, here on the review show, we cover all sorts of different genres and mediums, so there is bound to be something you guys can all enjoy. This week on the review show, we are continuing our coverage of Irredeemable, a comic book by Mark Wade and Peter Krause. Uh, we covered part one a little over a month ago. We usually do it at the end of each, each month, uh, but the previous month was october so we did our spooky month and we did a whole month of spooky stuff so now here we are Mm -hmm. at the start of november doing part two of irredeemable we are gonna be covering volumes five six and seven today uh so if you have not read the first four volumes there will be spoilers for all that stuff and you guys can go back and check out our previous coverage on that uh my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how's yes. your morning so far? Uh, it's good. We were just talking about how it's daylight savings time, and mm-hmm. I still use an actual alarm clock and not just my phone, and the alarm clock does not update automatically. Oh, so I woke up an hour early for no good reason. But after I realized what actual time it was, I had enough time to just read all of these volumes again. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I, yeah, like, I don't even have to think about the time ch- change nowadays, so I, it's, it's hard for me to remember it, but because mm-hmm. I've been scheduling podcasts for years now with people in multiple time zones, it's always something that I'm like, okay, so it's this time for them, it's this time for me, it's that time for them, you, you know, and uh, yeah, it's it's always something in the back of my mind, but if it wasn't for that, I think I would just completely forget. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, here we are, though, in November. Um, it's my birthday month. I will be 30 it years is. old this month. Uh, yeah. 30 years young. I still feel like I'm like 13 as I, j- I have like Street <laughs> Shark action figures behind me, Power Rangers action figures, a bunch of comics and stuff like that. It's good. Mm. Uh, so let's jump in. Irredeemable volumes five through seven. We'll do our kind of mm. general thoughts and stuff like we n- 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 normally do, but this is a little bit different since this is a part two. Uh, we might do a... I, I mean, I, I guess we're doing all of the same stuff, but it might just feel a little bit different since we're continuing the coverage. So we read yeah. volumes five, six, and seven. Melissa, how did this next, these next set of volumes, how did they compare to the, the first part? What were your thoughts, your general thoughts? I This continued to deliver on the character growth, the twists, and, like, all of the secrets getting revealed. I don't think the series is going to be done with secrets until, like, the final ten pages. And somebody else is going to raise their hand and say, actually, I have known about this thing the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) The the horror atmosphere uh, is dissipating. 
now that they are starting to catch up with Tony, it's not this madcap race against time so much anymore. Yeah, the story goes very interesting directions I was not expecting. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting set of volumes. I I don't necessarily feel like it plateaued, but it 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 the the story drills down farther into certain aspects yeah. that it hasn't really explored yet. Um yes. yeah, like 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 you said that first set is there's this like scary aspect of like oh my goodness, like yeah. the the, sh- the strongest superhero just went bad. We need to, to stop it now or we're all dead. Mm-hmm. And this is starting to focus more on relationships and yes. love interests and stuff yes. like that. And more of their, like, mental state. So it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it feels like it slows down a bit, but it doesn't really. Like, now it's yeah. really starting to set up what they're going to do for the end of the series, which we still don't know from these volumes. I know because I've you do. read this whole series, but um, yeah, like I, it, it's it's also been a while though. So I don't remember exactly how they do what they do, all that stuff. But still, um, yeah. So they're they're starting to set things up. They're starting to hint at like maybe we can do this or maybe we can do that, um, and we see the Plutonian get sent away. Basically, he gets captured, uh, he gets uh, put in this, like, intergalactic insane asylum, and we see Mm -hmm. him go through a bunch of stuff there, and then he escapes, and he's like, let's go back to Earth, and that's where kind of volume seven ends, and and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, "Uh uh-oh, it's about to go down, the final fight, here we go, (laughs) he's mad, (laughs) he's pissed off. Yeah. Wow, these books are so dense. I feel like so much has happened in the first seven volumes, and I'm like, only three volumes left. How will they ever wrap everything up? I know, right? It's it's kind of crazy. I like I I remember these issues t- taking longer for me to read the first t- time, mm. just because yeah, it was so dense. It was like, okay, do I need to kick? kick keep up with these backstories and stuff about these characters that we're learning. Um, yeah, and it, it took me a bit. I still binged it all in, like, one weekend, but I, I, I felt like I sat there forever and just read those <laughs> things and read them and read them and read them. I think, I think it's a pretty quick read because it's mm-hmm. so emotional. Like, it's not telling you all of this logistical mythology like exposition type stuff it's in there but it's all just in dialogue between characters with this emotional framework to it like you're being told just feelings about things and through those you get the facts i think that makes it go down pretty easy yeah yeah i'd 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 say so too um so we we kind of did a well i i kind of did a quick synopsis mm-hmm. um but let's let's do you have stuff to add on to that I think um, these these books pick up let me see uh let me pull they pick up there. right after that fight where uh i think betty was going to shoot plutonian cubit stops Correct. her 
uh, we we found out that Modius has like taken over Samsara's uh, body. <laughs> resurrected body. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he kills Volt. Yeah, and when this volume starts, oh, and we've got um, it gets Carrie has become Survivor. That's his new superhero alter ego. And in these volumes, we get to know Modius as Modius and not Modius pretending to be Sam. And right. we really see a lot of the fallout of what Survivor means for the world. Yeah, and what he's starting to become. Yeah. Uh, we, we see a little bit more backstory on, like, some some deals that happen. We get one more flashback with Hornet and how, despite us seeing him get exploded in like the first page of volume one uh <laughs> yeah. how he kind of saved them still uh and, and yeah and did some things that we didn't know about yet and they're kind of coming to fruition uh in these volumes here yeah i i I think that's kind of it because then like i mentioned plutonian gets captured and taken off world and then eventually escapes and c- comes back is the synopsis for these ones so yeah mm. i i think that's it did 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 you like these ones more than the first couple volumes about the same less <laughs> no no i liked him a lot i really loved the character growth in these I think there were just as many really powerful surprises. I liked the the fear that the first couple volumes really have, but I understand that that is something that the the story needs to grow beyond. It can't be that sustained amount of fear for 10 volumes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's a couple more, like, little moments of peace that you get in these volumes that I did really appreciate. There are a a few of those, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I think, like I mentioned, this almost kind of plateaus, but it's not because it's slowing down. It's just mm. focusing on different things. And so yeah, and the narrative pace. And the narrative does kind of do that loop where these aliens come get Tony and put him in an intergalactic asylum, and then he does escape pretty quickly. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. we're leaving Earth back to Earth. Yeah. Uh, but stuff, aco- okay. they accomplish stuff there. That asylum do, yes. experience is valuable narratively. They do. And yeah, I mean, it, it helps to set up what Plutonian is about to do and stuff like that. So, mm. okay. I think that is good for like general thoughts and like as spoiler free as we can for these next couple yeah. of volumes, even though, yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into our spoiler territory. Well, actually, actually housekeeping first is what we should do. The house, do. Kyle. Let's keep this house. Uh, if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can go find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, just t- type in The Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, let's see. On the Captain's Log, we did a Halloween special recently where we went back and looked at past stories that we have talked about and told and shared on the captain's log and then we turn them into horror stories we (laughs) reimagined them as scary stories and that was a lot of fun 
that was two weeks ago, just before Halloween, and we did mm. one. We we filmed one more the day before Halloween. It was kind of like a post Halloween Halloween one. We yeah. still did a, some like Halloween themed stuff. Uh, yeah, but not our Halloween tradition that we have mm. started here. So go check that stuff out. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Um, we have a $3 tier where you guys can get all sorts of exclusive content. I, we are nailing down the date for us to record uh, an exclusive episode of Crossplay. It seems like we mm-hmm. will be recording it this coming Friday night, so be on the lookout for that. Um, that'll be up there soon. It's gonna be on uh, weird and creepy uh, video game conspiracy theories or cryptids or just like weird character, like weird mysteries, stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see, um, but that should be fun. I do also want to bring att- attention to it's almost the end of the year. Uh, and at the yeah. end of the year, we do our uh, like end of the year retrospective. So be on the lookout for that at the end of the year. I'm just putting that out in the atmosphere <laughs> now. So there you go. Uh, last but not least, big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, so much for supporting us. It means a lot. We appreciate <sighs> Thanks, it. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, indeed. Okay, house has been kept... Let's move on mm. to spoilers. Yo, spoilers. Man, I can't believe Dumbledore died. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so, oh, so, I, th- for our office Zoom Halloween party, we did like a little virtual trivia game and we were throwing out Halloween-themed sure. trivia team names and someone suggested spoiler alert he was a ghost the whole time <laughs> okay <laughs> which is that's not good. what we went with but I, I love that as the concept for a team name okay that's, proceed that's a good one yeah. that's a good one um let's see so i i think i want to start this one with modius cuz yes! last time we didn't really get to talk much about him and i was like i'm sure we'll talk more about him on the next one, which I had forgotten how much he is, like, focused on in, yeah. in the days ones. So let's talk about Modius. Melissa, what do you think of Modius? He's, he's an interesting villain. He's, he is he's not, he's not your, like, fascinating. Right? He's, he's not the, like, I'm just the same as you, but I'm bad. But he's also not, like, he's not the Joker- He's not strong, <laughs> but he's not like, like he's not just doing things to do it. But he's also not that like evil scientist and stuff that you see from like Golden Age comics. Like, haha, I am a scientist. I will rule the world with science. Yeah, he doesn't have. Yeah, he doesn't have that much of a megalomaniacal purpose to him so in the first couple of volumes this is all we know about modius is that he's the one villain from tony's rogues gallery that he has ever been scared of 
And nobody really mm-hmm. knows why. Nobody knows what Modius's deal is. And he vanished a couple years ago. They don't know where he is. And so that's why Qubit built those. Uh, he built like a Modius AI that's those walking around Modius his lab. and these robot <laughs> things, yeah. He has Modius like bots. 10 of them. <laughs> and he's like, well, if I can replicate Modius's way of thinking, I can get these Modius bots to answer the question, where is he? And then yeah. if we find Modius, he's probably the one guy that can tell us how to how to take out Tony. Yeah. <laughs> he must yeah, have figured that, that out at some point. That's the and then you find, yeah, and then Doesn't you, really um, happen, yeah, and then when Samsara wakes up from the dead and he's like, "Oh, Tony, you know, I always had that healing ability. Well, I, I healed from death, Tony. Uh, what, what are we gonna do now? We're we gonna go on adventures." And they fly around and just visit people that have wronged him. Uh, and then you do find out that is Modius, like Samsara has this gem in his head and Modius like transported his consciousness into that gem and is just sort of puppeting Samsara around from beyond the grave. And then you see yeah. him like kill Volt, do other villainous things at the end of the last volume. So it's where we've left off with him. It boy, <laughs> the next three volumes, all the places Modius goes. <laughs> oh, the places Modius goes. New book by Dr. Seuss. Because <laughs> mm, him and uh, Tony have this confrontation where Tony turns to him and he's like, hey, I know it's you. <laughs> I know it's you in there. I know yeah. Sam can't heal from death. And also, I know you're in love with me, Modius. And Modius is like, no, 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 I, do- I hate you. And he's like, no, you love me, Modius. <laughs> And yeah, and like it, it's it's not this like, hey, we're friends. You love me like that. Now that <laughs> I'm they're not friends. Bad, like, you know, now that I'm evil, you know, you love me. It's not that. It's like no, you are in <laughs> love with love me. me. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, and he tells the story where words. he destroyed a, a bomb that Modius had set off somewhere. He destroys it before it goes off. But, like, in the seconds when he is destroying it, there's a part of the bomb that, like, sends a battle report back to wherever Modius' headquarters is, which is a place mm-hmm. Tony didn't know. And he's able to, like, follow that signal back, and he finds Modius in his lab, and Modius is building all of these Plutonian bots. <laughs> and Tony, and he talks about how he's like, I can't just, like you know, have x-ray vision and, like, hear heartbeats and stuff. I can, like, read people's pheromones. I can kind of read their brain patterns. I'm that powerful. So I'm looking at Modius building all these Plutonian bots, and I know that's not for war. That is for love. He's building copies of me because he loves me. I know that. Yeah. It's it's an interesting twist. Um, Yes. Because Dr. Modius is... Like we said, he's this weird mix of a character. When you first mm. see him, he's this like small, stout man. He's yeah. wearing a a cardigan or, or, yeah. or something like that. Like he he looks more like <laughs> a golden age scientist right, villain. Yeah, right. He looks like a professor. Right. Yeah. But then his actions make him seem more like the Joker, where it's like, well, maybe he's just doing this to do this. But then yeah. he also has this, like, Doctor Doom flair to to him, where he's this inventor, like, magic Yeah, person, and they also... Scientist there's, thing. There's a line I forgot about. I went through and flipped through 
all seven volumes this morning. Thank you, Daylight Savings Time. And I forgot that there's a line really early on when they're talking about what the heck happened to Modius where somebody says, we don't even know if he's totally human. Like right, he's Because yeah. he's, he's got this kind of robotic like persona to him and it's he's, it has like a power button on the side of his head or something. So they know he is at least part robotic they don't know if he's like just kind of a cyborg or if like that's a full metal man like we don't know how biological that guy is right yeah right yeah yeah it, and but so like he's he's this interesting mix and you you would still think it's like oh he uh like plutonian like accidentally killed his mom when he was yeah younger or something yeah. and he's the only one that has known this whole time that he's actually yeah, a yeah. bad guy you know uh, like it's it's not that it's no you have this odd fascination that turned into obsession that then turned into this like romantic love of like we are mm. soulmates like yeah. we were meant to do this d- 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 dance and 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 it's it's kind of off putting at first but it's it's straight so to take a step back from modius this Mm. this whole book is kind of about seeing ways in which people can kind of be radicalized for their Mm -hmm. beliefs and 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 stuff um not not necessarily radicalized but that's one way to look at it but like and i this when this book was coming out, school shootings were a thing, but mm. kind of, you know, as this book was coming out and shortly after and still to this day, like, that's something that happens a lot. And a lot of the rhetoric that you hear from the Plutonian uh, and now from Survivor and st- and stuff like that, like, you start to see these ca- characters be radicalized and perverted in certain mm-hmm. ways. And, and I think the same thing is happening to Modius, but just in a different way. Like each of these characters have their own way that they are becoming twisted. Right. Yeah. Where they just it's, sort of, it's interesting. Yeah. Like they have this one ideal and their whole life bends around this exactly. ideal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Modius and, and has this doesn't go, right then it's just it, they they just it they cannot com- compute and they're just like we have to fix this we have to do x y and z no you must be in love with me no i must save the planet no we, we mm-hmm. you know and yeah and it just becomes this scary thing of like uh look dude j- j- justice is good and all but like ugh, this is not you know like <laughs> You're, right. you're not going about this the right way right and we're gonna get to survivor and all his nonsense but yeah modius right, yeah. he figures out that he's and like this was something he figured out it seems like long ago and then when tony and like never told tony never wanted to tell him wanted to keep doing this dance you know like you described it that's just he attacks tony constantly but he never kills him never wants to kill him just right. wants to do this perpetually this is our relationship this is what love means to me is that I continually like build a big robot suit and punch you with it. And then you punch me back and we'd like destroy a city block. That's how this, that's a date for us. 
and, and so when Tony's like, I know you're in love with me, Modis is like is horrified. He's he's like he, yeah. he's so vulnerable in that yeah. moment and so hopeful. And this scene ends with Tony saying, You hid your mind inside the body of my sidekick, my best friend. How could I feel anything but love looking at you in that face? So I'm going to have to fix that. And he takes his laser vision and like burns off Samsara's face. And there's yeah. maybe the greatest page I've ever seen in comics, which is like Modius in Sam's body, like clutching his burning face and like yeah. writhing on the ground and stumbling <laughs> away in the rubble. And then the Plutonian just takes out a Snickers bar. <laughs> He yeah. just stands there nonchalantly eating a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it like it it that that even looks like one of the those c- commercials that you would see. Yeah. <laughs> you're for, not you when you're hungry. Snickers. And like they they have they have Snickers commercials in or or I guess ads in <laughs> comics every now and then. And I remember they did one, and the art was so close to what was happening in the actual comic that I just kept writing. And then at the end, I was like, what? This is a Snickers advertisement? No, this is dumb. And here this is. I don't think this is meant to be a make fun of that thing. But yeah, he just has a Snickers and is like, okay. Right. Yeah, you know, he's like, that, like that's what, he, and I think it's meant to show like him battling Modius, even if it hasn't happened in years, even if it's under these very weird circumstances where he's like in the resurrected corpse of his sidekick. It's like, yeah, this is just Tuesday. I fight yeah. Modius. I blow his face off. That's how we do. Yeah, I <laughs> Modius's love for the Plutonian is very sincere, in a way that other characters recognize. Like he's going on this whole journey with cubit at you know towards the end of these volumes to like get to that space asylum to get tony out and or well that's modius's plan and then cubit's going along with him because modius is like hidden kaiden somewhere and cubit needs to get her back and cubit's like you really love him don't you and he's like i'm i'm going along with this plan to get you your true love back like he's not mocking modius or like suspicious of him he's like oh Okay, this is weird, but if you say you love Tony, okay, all right, I I buy that, I believe that, yeah, maybe you do mm. love Tony. Yeah, it's 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 an in- interesting twist for Doctor Mahodius. There, it makes mm. you like him more, but then yeah, it it is this weird thing of like, well, you're still a villain though, like you, you yeah, still like and- kill people. <laughs> people and destroy <laughs> cities and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, couldn't you just like go to Applebee's or, or something instead? Right? Like, <laughs> oh, come on, Dr. Modius. Yeah. And there is a bit where Plutonian mentions that at some point somebody had like, I guess whenever you, you know, the last time he was able to be put in prison, somebody did a study on Modius and he's like, there's a psychological assessment of 40 points. And if you get more than 30 points, you are considered a psychopath and Modius is the world's only perfect score. score. Like, I think the story does a good job of treating Modius with an appropriate amount of sympathy. Like his love for Tony is as true as it could be in the mindset and in the, the context of life that he has (laughs) exactly but yeah it doesn't let you forget like 
No, this is like the worst villain the world has seen. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, well, speaking of terrible villains and stuff, let's go to what's happening with Tony here. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I guess how that all got started and stuff, because I mm. mentioned the flashback with the hornet um mm-hmm. kind of save the day he yeah. didn't exactly know how that would pan out but he saved it uh so we get a flashback to when the and i forget their names what's the group name the like judge justice the pa- league name the, the paradigm paradigm that's right um they are fighting off this alien invasion and they seem to be doing fine Except for the numbers. It's just like the sheer numbers of these things is what's overwhelming. Uh, And the Hornet sneaks onto like the main alien ship. Uh, And he's kind of sneaking around there looking for a way to stop them. He ends up being caught, but ends up working out this deal. With them, he's like, "Hey, I have this teleportation device. Like, you guys are new to space travel and stuff like that. I can make your lives so much simpler with this device." He's like, "I will give this to you now. If one, you go away now, uh, and then two, when we call you." You take the pl- the plutonian, and they're like, "But he's on your side. He's a good guy." Uh, and and th- this guy's just like, "Yeah, but like we also don't have a way to stop him. Mm-hmm. So just in case, let's put this in place." Uh, and I, I think the thing that t- t- tipped him off was that they were s- s- sitting around playing cards. Yeah. One day, and he uh, he asked the. Hornet, how his wife was, except he called her by her first name, and he had never mentioned that. Yeah, so he yeah. was just like, "Huh, okay, that's strange," and no one yeah. else like noticed it. So he was just like, "We should probably put some fail safes in place just yeah. in case." And we don't see Tony's side of that. So we don't know if he was like actively keeping tabs on the Hornet's private life because he was suspicious that the Hornet was suspicious of him. Or if this was one of those cases where like he can, he just, because he's so omnipotent, he just knows what her name is. Like he can read that off of the Hornet's mind and he doesn't realize what he's doing. And it's a Hornet thinking like, what else can this man do when he slips up, when he doesn't realize how powerful he is, when he doesn't realize what he's right, doing? Yeah. Like, we need yeah. somebody to take him away because he could just destroy all of Earth if he's not thinking straight. Exactly, yeah. Um, so the aliens agree, and they leave, and they peace out, and yeah, here they are. They show up Again, with these like neat teleportation shields, yeah. And stuff, they've if you taken that tech and, and they run them, with it. It like goes through them and stuff like that. It's 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 neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they end up doing, they have uh, I forget exactly how they ended up weakening him, but they weaken the plutonian <laughs> the plutonian enough to get like a sample of his skin, his skin cells. Yeah. 
and then they clone his skin and make a straight jacket for him out of his own skin because it's it's yes. in, it's indestructible, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and then they like do the thing where they like take control of his mind and make him think he's in his like happiest place where he is saving the world and he's bringing everyone back to life and all of that stuff and he's like guys just believe it will come back and it will just believe and and then it (laughs) does and he's like see i'm a hero (laughs) um yeah so what did you think of that stuff as that was happening they 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 got me i i i forgot that that oh happened and i was like oh no he broke out fuck like damn and then and i was like oh oh no okay good he's he's still yeah trapped he's just imagining it yeah i wasn't seeing this coming along at all i think especially because aliens really haven't been a part of the superhero tropes in the story up until this point i think it's shortly before that that when they're talking about old battles they mention a couple alien invasions or like we're going on a diplomatic mission to another planet that has asked for Mm -hmm. our assistance yeah so these aliens just coming down from the sky because hornet who nobody has been thinking of set something up years ago it's kind of this deus ex machina it's a little silly but the story itself yeah underneath all of this deep emotional turmoil and like moral quandaries and fear of death like it is silly like it is like everybody is like you know so wearing brightly colored costumes with like a logo on the front like it is full saturday morning cartoon golden age superhero so they have these aliens just fly down like no that yeah that makes sense like that is part of the the trope family the story is kind of working with and it comes with i like how the story is growing and including characters beyond tony himself that have this almost irredeemable he's not the only character that that title applies to because what hornet has done is that he gives this teleportation technology to the aliens he just takes off the little teleport bracelet cubit gave him and he's like here i think you guys you couldn't have figured out teleportation on your own, but like take this, start at, you know, uh, reverse engineer and see what you can do with it. I think you can figure out teleportation. Sure, yeah. You know what else he gives them? He's like, I'm going to give you the coordinates to every other alien planet we have visited and that we are going to visit. And in exchange for all of that, you, you, you come in and you take Tony away. <laughs> Cause like he yeah. needs that much of a bargaining chip to set up this plan to set up this this backup for if the plutonian ever goes bad and you see him and he's like guilting about it he's like i sold out all of these innocent planets but it's to protect earth and he's like every day tony doesn't go wild i wonder is my day of heroism yet to come or did i make a huge mistake what if he does never go off the rails what if he is as good as everybody thinks he is what if he's going to be like that forever what if these uh, other planets find out that he's yeah. that, that they've been so holed out and then they come to earth and fuck things up you know mm-hmm. um that could be a thing yeah. too so 
Yeah, so like we didn't really, we've only seen the Hornet in flashbacks pretty much. I think he exists for three pages before they kill him at the very beginning of the comic. But you find out he was living under this severe guilt like the last couple years of his life. Yeah. And then Cubit found out about that, and then Cubit has been living with this in with this intel because he like uh, I think Hornet had it set up that this message would send like it would send a beacon to these aliens, and then it would send a beacon to Cubit to let him know what was going on. And so Cubit's kind of been living under this, waiting for the aliens to get there. It seems yeah. like however long it takes for the signal to reach the aliens and for them to then come back to Earth seems like it's been a couple weeks. I have a question. Okay. Kind of goes back to Modius mm-hmm, uh, and, mm-hmm. and the title of the book, Irredeemable. Like I kind of mentioned that we see a number of these characters get twisted and distorted from, you know, their beliefs or who knows what. Do you think Modius is looking to be redeemed? Like, d- d- is 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 his is, is, is basically I, I guess i'm wondering if he is acting well because it it doesn't really say when he started actually doing villainous stuff but yeah is is he acting out to get plutonian's at- attention to then make him love him so that once he finally does he would stop like is is that like a kind of redemption for it for him I don't know if not being a villain is in Modius's plans. I think that is the framework that he views his and the Plutonians' relationship in. Like, I don't think he wants to take him out to Applebee's and, you know, they go to a movie and they, they rent a cabin. A in, in the deal. C- 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 come on, it's so good. <laughs> Modis, you have to have at least $20. (laughs) Modis has enough money to take the Plutonian to, like, hula hands. He's going above Applebee's. No, like, I, because I think of, like, some of the, like, you you know, you've heard the thing of, like, oh, they're just throwing rocks at you because they have crush on on you. And, you you know, Mm -hmm. they're just being mean because they they like you, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it's just that, but to an extreme extent where, like, he's not trying to be a villain. Mm -hmm. Like, he's he's not heading out to be like, I'm going to be a bad guy. Ha ha. But, like, like he, like, he's acting out in... A certain way and I that think... if he did get what he wanted maybe he would stop i don't know he's it seemed like he was a villain for a long time before he figured out i love the plutonian and he might be so deep into that that it is mm-hmm. what he wants to do he's like yes i want to actually kiss the plutonian and i want to tie him to train tracks also as like a also a, a form of kissing maybe that is what he wants to do and um uh before these aliens come down to earth we reconnect with this old plot line from samsara like we talked about samsara's this jewel in his head and like the last thing tony did before samsara died before he killed him is he shows up to his place like buddy look i found this giant rock according to this old scroll it's connected to the rock inside your head i think it has some magical powers you know, and then Samsara's like, 
Here, this lab called me. They said you gave them the technology that caused that skeleton virus. Tony, how could you? And then Tony kills him out of guilt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, bef- uh, Modius in Samsara is talking to him like, yeah, remember that? Remember that giant sapphire? I think if you combine your powers with that rock, it could create this reset button. Like we could, you could fix Sky City. You could take it back to what it was. Samsara has healing powers and can heal people and stuff like that. So they 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 were like, hey, we used to have a a rock that was like super small. Now we have one that's ginormous. Yeah, like let you know, let's let's see if we can do do something. Yeah, Yeah, this rock's the size of a whole sourdough loaf, I guess. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so it seems like Modius wants to reset the world kind of to give a gift to Tony. Like, you can have your city back. Mm. I see that you are hurting. I don't know if I want you to be hurting this way, but also we can go back to our old games, you know, just using the city as our playground, just like throwing super powered weaponry at each other. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Maybe he wants a combination of these things. Like we're gonna go out and fight, uh, and then okay, battle's done. Ha ha ha! You tried to throw me in jail. Very funny, Tony. So you want to come over to my place tonight, and we can like <laughs> order a pizza. I've got some wine. <laughs> we don't know what he wants. <laughs> we don't really know what Tony wants out of it either. Is it seems like there's some level of care. For Modius back from him. Yeah. That we haven't seen v- very much of yet. And I'm curious to see what that turns into as the volume's gone. Because last we see of them, Modius, like, him and Cubit travel across the galaxies to get to this intergalactic asylum. And Tony's like, you traveled across all these galaxies to get here? You would. And then he hugs him for a sec. And then yeah. in the escape, like Tony and his new alien buddies like rush through this portal to get to Earth. And then Modius has been like sideswiped by a power blast and his like robot body collapses. So we don't know what that's turning into. Who knows indeed. Uh do you want to well, I, I guess we haven't talked about Plutonian in this like weird alien prison. Yeah. Do you want to do that or do you want to switch gears to, to uh Survivor? Mm, let's talk about Survivor. Okay. Uh so this was a reality t- t- TV show a long time ago, hosted <laughs> by No. <laughs> um, Survivor, yeah. So he he is he this is another one of those characters that i think is really strongly being twisted and perverted um Mm. he is now a lot stronger because because his twin brother who he shared his powers with is now gone yeah Uh, they thought he was dead it maybe looks like maybe he's not dead well yeah he's just sort of a a brain dead Um, husk in modius's lair somewhere yeah so he's he's off doing that uh stuff but he's stronger and he had a fight with uh the plutonian in the first four volumes where he's like holy shit i can actually hurt this guy so because of that that's kind of snowballed into 
this guy just becoming the most egotistical, like, I am the strongest, I am the macho man, you guys will listen to me, I'm the one in charge here. Mm -hmm. And it's, he's almost becoming as scary as the Plutonian. Yeah. Um, But just in, in a different way, like, it's, it's not this, like, oh, these people are still scared of me, why are they still scared of me, I'm trying to help you it's i'm good i've always been good i only mm. do the good thing can't you say that that I, I look i am doing the good thing still it's like this is just oddly similar yeah and tony's super destructive but survivor's really manipulative in a way that tony mm-hmm. isn't he's like no i'm the one hero you have now i'm the new plutonian you're going to listen to me and you're going to be grateful for what I do for you, no matter what the costs are, which isn't really an attitude Plutonian had, at least not until not before he destroyed all of Sky City. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's wrestling with that. Mm. Um, but yeah, like we, we, we get in interesting scene where uh, where Cubit and Survivor are like in this like farm c- c- country, yeah. And Cubit uh, fixes one of their tractors so that it's solar p- powered now, and they can you know get all the crops that they need. And they're like, "Oh, thank you, thank you!" Like you're bringing hope back. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Survivor flips on his manipula- manipulative uh you, you know t- 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 talk and he's like well tell him about that t- time that we were about to kill the plutonian but you saved him right and then the people start to t- t- turn on 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 cubit yeah like i it's it's weird cuz there's not much more to him i feel like besides that but it's still scary to see him do that in real t- time and to see the uh, 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 other characters watch that happen. Because for the Plutonian, yeah. they didn't know. Like, yeah. This stuff was all stuff that they didn't see or stuff that they maybe saw a glimpse of but then didn't yes. think about it or it didn't it, – it, it was not enough for, for them to think like, oh, he you know, he's going to be a – bad guy by next week right no because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I think most of the characters don't know a lot of the stuff that we know about plutonian i, th- I yeah. think the, the most that they know is that there's some magical candle that can maybe that can maybe that can maybe weaken him and yeah that's it that's all they yeah. know whereas we know about his foster p- parents and stuff like that and the survivor is kind of going down that same path but he's like it's all out there for everyone to see so scary stuff yeah yeah and he has this whole speech to the people you know <laughs> he the hijacks world. like a broadcast system after those aliens come and they take the Plutonian away and he's like, Plutonian's not a threat anymore. I've taken care of him. These people also helped. 
uh, we are going to rebuild the world. If you have superpowers, if you've been, you didn't want to display them, it's okay. Out, Come yeah. out. You can join us. We'll work together. If you have been any of our foes, do you have full amnesty if you agree to cooperate with us? And all the, uh, the rest of the paradigm's like, whoa, no, no, whoa. no, no, that's a bad idea. Remember this guy, Decay, who melts everything he touches? What the heck do you think we're going to do with him? Like, no, these those were bad people. Like, we, we don't need this. And yeah, the survivor's just trying to collect all of this power and then have all of these people that he's in charge of as like the leader of the new paradigm. And he's not one of these superpowered villains who steps up is a like a mind reader named Burroughs. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, Burroughs, I need you to read the minds of every other villain that came here saying they would work with us. I need you to read their minds and tell me, are their intentions really true? Are they going right, to yeah. double cross us or do they sincerely mean to put the past behind them and work with us to rebuild the world? And Burroughs is like, I. Like, these are the darkest, you know, foulest fiends, human and non-human, that the world has ever seen. He's like, I can't do this. Like, he does one, and he's, like, sweating and breaking apart. And Survivor's like, no, come on, Burroughs. I need your help with this. There's 50 more of these guys outside the door, and you have to get through all of them today. Like, it's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned he's amassing power, and I I, mm. I think that's what it is and i i think we know that secretly his brother is still out there Mm -hmm. i'm i'm wondering if he's either worried that he's not actually strong enough to beat the plutonian or he's like he's starting to like realize that his brother is out there again because we we do get that confrontation between him and and Cubit about his brother, and he knows that if he is out there, he will lose all of his power to beat the Plutonian. So I, I think he's yeah. scared of that. Of like, yeah, I need to get more power just in in case my brother does come back, so that I can at least look like I'm in charge. Yeah, so. and it is under this uh, not entirely insincere claim that I need to be, we can't afford for me to split my power with anyone. We need somebody who is as powerful as I am to like keep all these villains in line to be ready. If the Plutonian comes back, which makes some sense, but is also very selfish and cowardly. Like a lot of the things these characters do have this double edge to them. Of I can mm-hmm. see how this is very self-serving, but I can also see how this is very practical. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a scary character. Um last thing I c- c- kinda want to mention with that part of the plot, we do get I think it's like one more panel. Um I I mentioned it last episode that we covered irid. Yeah, irredeemable. But there is a spin-off book to this series. Ooh. Um, we we met the characters briefly, uh, but there is a villain uh by the name of Max Damage. Um Oh yes! What a great name. Max Damage. I am maximum damage. Um 
he's kind of like a punisher type yes. of character but he actually is a bad guy mm-hmm. i mean he, he's a <laughs> punisher is a bad guy he's a serial <laughs> murderer but um yeah so there is a spin-off book that stars him as the main character that book is called incorruptible oh um, okay and i think it it did at least six volumes i'm not sure uh, but we got another panel of of of, yes. of him in 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 this book, and I, I think yeah, that book by this point in the story is in full swing. Of mm. um, he was once a villain. He saw the things that the Plutonian did, and he was like, "No, I don't want to be a part of that. I we need to fix this." And so he tries to be a good good guy, and he t- tries to help people out so I, I think in the midst of survivor trying to be like okay let's rebuild you know how do we do that and everyone else is like you're going about this wrong dude like this is not what you should do i don't know exactly how the incorruptible book goes but i think if you want to explore that aspect of this story a little bit more I think that would be something to check out of just like how Neat. are other people dealing with this? Um, yeah, because we don't cool. really see many characters outside of the paradigm. Yeah, and like we don't have a great sense of what the uh, average person's view of like superpowers is. If this is an right. X Men yeah. world where they are uh, stigmatized and all that, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I remember that little like side story where he's going to this uh, brothel for people mm-hmm. with superpowers where it's all these women who have been trained to like deal with men of incredible strength, you know, yeah. and like there's a villain he's chasing who's there and he like destroys the villain and he like uh, the, the, the girl he's with decides to go with him and you, we see her mm-hmm. again like she's his new sidekick. Yeah, yeah, they, they start their, 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 their whole story. Uh, with that scene there, but I have not read that that book, so mm. I don't know how good it is or not. Um, but before we get to the space asylum, I wanted to talk more about Qubit and like sure, everything he's up to in this book. As you mentioned, the scene where he goes to that farming community, and Qubit is a character who is incredibly intelligent. I think it said like he's only second smartest to Modius in the entire yeah. world. And he keeps a lot of secrets, but he doesn't seem to be very egotistical. Like, he goes to this little farm community, and he sees these people just like, okay, all we knew was corn, but we have to diversify our crops so that we can make everything, so that we can survive on our own if we have to. And he's like, look at them, and like, mm-hmm. look how brave they are, but it's not in like a a pretentious, patronizing way. Like, he really sympathizes with people. He really tries to help them. And there's this wonderful moment I think at the beginning of volume five where they're at Volt's headstone and Kaiden is there mm-hmm. crying and he comes up and he puts an arm around her and he says, tell me about Volt. And she's like, why? You, you, you know everything I know. And he's like, act like I don't. Act like I've never met Volt before. Tell me about him. Tell me what a great man he was. And he's like, tell me about Scylla. Tell me about Hornet. Tell me about all of our, our dead teammates. It's like listening to her arm around her very sweet. 
And he's like, look what you've done. And like in telling her, in, in telling these stories, she has brought up their ghosts the same way she can do for these old Japanese legends calling forth yeah. their ghosts. So now we've got this power in our back pocket, but it's also this very, like he's doing it for a purpose, but it's not like a scene where he's like manipulating her. Like, haha, look, I had a plan all along, Kaiden. Look what new weapon we have. He very sincerely he's is actually like, helping her. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I want to comfort you. Let's remember our past teammates together. Like, he's he's very sweet, and, like, he's really trying to believe in... Um, oh, uh, one thing he says to Survivor when they're in this farming community, and it's, Survivor's like, why didn't you kill Plutonium when you had the chance? He's like, because killing a person changes you, and I don't want us to have to go through that. He's like, yeah. it's my job to always have the backup plan so that you guys don't have to go through hell. Like, he's really trying to hold everything together as the dad of the team. <laughs> and I appreciate <laughs> him a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good c character. He, he like, I, I think he... He might be a little bit egotistical, but yeah. he's not braggadocious about mm -hmm. it, right? Like, he doesn't really talk about it, but I, I, I feel like he's a character that thinks it. Yeah, he's kind of full of himself on the inside, but that doesn't prevent him from being sympathetic with other people around him. Right. Uh, space asylum time. Space asylum. Let's talk about they, space asylum. They throw Tony into the heart of a sun. Yeah, so uh, Tony is taken off as he is in dreamland and stuff like that, and they put him in this prison, uh, and he is uh, at first just kind of limp, like he's just not moving because he's mm. off in in this dreamscape thing. Uh, and they have to put this exosuit on him, and they're like, hey, because of his invulnerable skin, we can use him to mine the, this certain alien planet and stuff like that. So they sign him up for that thing, uh, and that goes wrong. I think they're sh showing it off to some to some other creature. Um, and... Yeah, that they're like, oh well, shit. If that won't work, like we need to do something else with with him. Like we need to get him off of this thing. And yeah, mm. like you said, they try to throw him into the sun, and we at first think like, oh, that he's just gonna burn to death, or maybe not. Um, but there's this strange prison inside yeah. the sun that is this like weird, like it's it is for like the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. <laughs> character so you know that they weren't trying to destroy him by throwing him in the sun but like locking him in there and it seems like the sun is actually a portal to another place that has the because when they're trying to escape he's like look if, if if you get past that wall do you recognize the, the, those stars and stuff that are out there and he's like we're nowhere near where you you well, it's not from. the sun. It's a sun. It's not right, the one yes, we yeah. have. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that would make more sense than my long-winded explanation. Yeah. There is a little portal in the center of the sun, but it seems like that's for uh, the workers you know, to yeah. travel 
on and off of this planet. Yeah, it's like a, a personnel portal. And they're like, we need to, ha- like, we can't go through the outside of the sun. You know, how yeah. would we ever get home? We need to go, we need to go inside. We need to go deeper and take the personnel exit. Yeah, so uh, eventually Plutonian wakes up from his d- dreams as, again, something goes wrong. And he's just like, oh. fuck, it's the same thing. Same thing over yeah. again. Yeah, uh, and it's in this nightmare where he's like doing good and trying to do good and people are appreciating him for doing good and he just like slips up like he catches a boy who like fell out of a window and he like I don't know, he catches the boy too hard the boy is injured and then he like tries mm-hmm. to take the boy to a hospital and he's yelling like please you have to save him and he yells so hard that everybody dies yeah and he does he does stuff like that. He gets hints that like, hey, the gravity is off in this thing. That's strange, you know. Um so there's 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 things like that. He eventually breaks free. However, there's a certain character that meets him in his dreams. And then uh he sees him when he wakes up too. So it's for us, it's k- k- kind of like, well, is this still a dream? We don't know. It might have been yeah. a dream within a dream. Uh, but it's it's not. Um, and the Plutonian ends up kind of gathering, like, the worst of the worst of these monsters with different mm-hmm. powers and stuff like that. There's a character who can, uh, like, scratch herself. And oh, instead yeah. of it inflicting p- 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 pain on her it inflicts it on someone else so she Mm -hmm. can like slit her throat and it will happen to someone else right yeah um there's there's all sorts of stuff that he picks up he finds a a character that can punch someone backwards in time yes uh so he's kind of starting to make his legion of doom here right Mm -hmm. where he's just like you i want you on my team Right, like let's let's go escape this place. I know a perfect place that we can go to. to. Um, yeah, and you just see him start to build this t- team. What did you think of these characters? What are you expecting to happen next? I liked them. Uh, I mentioned earlier that aliens haven't really been something that the story has been dealing with until mm-hmm. like just shortly before the aliens show up. The creature designs in this book are great. Yeah. Like good. all they all look really distinct from each other. Some of them are kind of scary. Some of them are kind of cute. Like I love that big bat guy who's like yeah. the first one that they pick up. <laughs> they have these great designs and they have these some of them are kind of sympathetic. Like there's the the big guy who has He's like hearing all these voices telling him like, kill, kill. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And it turns out he has like mouths on the back, on his back. And we don't know if this guy has always had those. And that's why he committed crimes and was condemned to sun prison. Or if that is his form of punishment. It's sort of like these, this Dante's Inferno, like layers of hell. Right. Like we don't know if these conditions these people have or things they have always had, or if that is their own unique, specifically designed punishment here in Sun Prison. But yeah, like Tony makes, uh, he takes leather. Uh, well, he he kills some other alien 
tans their hide literally just cuts their skin off and makes it leather and like makes this guy a vest so like he can't hear the evil mouths on his back anymore he's like oh thank you i'm going to follow you (laughs) so like they're they're kind of sympathetic characters some of them Mm -hmm. and it seems like tony's just going to use them for cannon fodder basically yeah Yeah. he's coming up with some kind of plan but yeah. yeah, ultimately to him, they're just cannon fodder. Like, yeah, hey, I we don't know. Use your power, but I don't care about you. Yeah, it. We don't know what he's gonna do with him once he gets back to Earth. It seems like he cares very much about uh, people who can view him as a hero. Mm-hmm. But when there's somebody who's in a situation like, you know, this is a buddy you were meeting in prison. Like, I think he knows he's never going to get the emotional reaction he wants out of these people. So he's not trying to be that paragon anymore. Yeah. It's like, I'm just here for a jailbreak. Yeah, indeed. Um, so what do you think is going to happen next? We have three volumes left in the series. Uh, where do you think this g- 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 goes what do you think happens next i don't know because i know all i know is you've told me that the ending to this book is phenomenal yeah <sighs> well i we could be looking at a reset situation because there's a scene where modius is explaining to cubit that everything tony does is psionic like he has this incredible mind over matter power and like he, you know, like he doesn't have x-ray vision. He can like reshape reality to like see through things. So it seems like he could walk back time. He hit, he could hit this reset button. And it's when Cupid's like, it's all so clear. Why have I never figured this out before? And Modis is like, you have figured this out before several times. And I just keep wiping your memory. Yeah, that that was a good thing, and and, and, and then he's, he he he's sitting there like, oh well, I'll remember the, the this t- 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 time. He's like, that's what you said last time. <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. It's good. But yeah, I think that might be what we're heading towards. I could see Modius. Interesting. Okay. And like Modius's robot body has been you know broken, but we don't know if it could be repaired. I mean, he's there with Cubit. Mm-hmm. If anybody could fix that, Cubit can. Uh, or maybe his consciousness will be transformed, you know, transplanted somewhere else. I could see Modius telling Plutonian, do you know the scope of your powers? Do you know what you can do? It's already within you to fix everything. The thing you were going to do with the big sapphire, like before the aliens came and took you away, you can do that on your own, Tony. You don't need the sapphire. We can go back to exactly the way it was. Okay. Okay. Um... I think we still also have that bullet. Too, yes. Right? We, they've saved that bullet. Uh, Cubit still has that, I believe. We know that Kaiden has these, uh, not new powers, but her power has reached a new height where she can bring back more than just these Japanese stories. Yeah. And stuff like that. I, I, I'll... Be, 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 be honest, I don't remember exactly how they get to the okay. ending and and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, where this book ends up is really, really cool to see. Um, 
I won't say more than that because even stuff like that is potentially spoilers and stuff. Yeah, I I think Modius does have a major part to play because the cover images for all of these volumes is just the Plutonian, like an action shot of the Plutonian. The only other character who has appeared on the covers so far is Modius. Because I looked, you know, we read the first seven volumes. Volume eight is like Plutonian flying through the stars. And there's like a, yeah. a ghostly visage of Modius's robot face looming over him in the background. And I think like issue or uh, like volume five is Plutonian, you know, like he's holding up samsara like by the neck in the air which is modius in samsara's body so the fact that he's the only person who has gotten to share cover space (laughs) with the plutonian makes him seem very important to me i i know we're not recording our next episode for another four weeks i might just read the next three volumes today i I need to know how this ends I'll, i'll read them again in four weeks i like this so much there's so much recontextualizing going on in this story that I really yeah. appreciate. It gives it a lot of reread value. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. I'm I'm interested to see because again, I forgot how it all happens. I don't remember what he does with his Legion of Doom, and like what <laughs> what happens with them. Yeah, or like what what is his plan exactly? Like I I don't. Remember. Yeah. Like, is he now going back to Earth to kill the paradigm? Is he gonna be like, okay, I am now the ruler of the world? Um, I don't know. Well, it seems knows? like something he never wanted. There's a scene in the first couple of volumes we didn't talk about where, like, he crashes a UN meeting and all the representatives right, yeah. are like, they are offering him everything. Do you want to be our new king, Plutonian? Do you want us to change your name to Plutonian land? Like, they're trying to do anything it takes to, like, get this guy to consider him under their protection again. And he's not having any of it. He doesn't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's yeah. been through a lot more now. He might have changed. He might have been like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just rule mm-hmm. the world. Like, I yeah. am the de facto uh, superhero hero here i am in charge yeah he's getting a bit more manipulative as the story goes on like he's overtly using all of these other prison aliens in a way that he has not used people before indeed um last question i guess um (sighs) Where the fuck is this, like, weird place that <laughs> all of these characters are being kept? That Dr. Maudius, where, like, where was right. he? Like, we, we, we don't even know what this is. Or, like, where yeah, these he, characters are exactly. Like, Yeah. He has a Modius zone that, that like, he, he takes people to. I think there's a scene with him and Encanta a couple of volumes ago. And, like, him and Cubit are walking around in there. It's like his own phantom zone. I don't know. And then he has to have some physical location where he's keeping um, uh, Scylla's sort of drooling husk of a body. Yeah. And and Kaiden is there. So yeah, they have to have a physical location somewhere on Earth. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I have a lot I need to know about Modius. It's yeah. There's 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 questions left to be answered for sure. 
uh, I think these final three volumes, yeah, it's it it, it will be neat to see it all kind of come together and see yeah, what, and what happens at the end there. And we didn't mention Betty and Gilgamos. I think they're just out wandering somewhere. They're both on their own individual journeys. I, I think we see Gilgamos at the start. Yeah, uh, yeah, where I, he's yeah, just sort I of become this what he's up this incredible to. Hulk-like traveler. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, 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 I like these three volumes, but yeah, they drilled down deeper into the stories and the character relationships and stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm excited to see if these next volumes drill down even more and like in the midst of this big fight that we know is is coming if there is more philosophizing or exp- exp- expositing is that the word yeah, i don't know maybe uh, no this but- this book has been a really good mix of these very big universal moral quandaries and these very personal emotional stories yeah yeah so i i i'm hoping it drills down farther into that and we see more of just what's happening in the plutonian's mind and yeah what what he's he's up to there so good stuff do you have last thoughts final questions something else you want (laughs) to talk about oof i think that's it about it um, yeah okay yeah so next time we cover this we will be covering volumes uh eight nine and ten which are the final yep. three volumes of this but that won't be t- till the end of november mm-hmm. uh, so a c- c- couple weeks uh here down the road um next week Melissa, do you want to remind them what we are covering yeah. for this next week? We are covering a Comixology original manga, by which I mean Comixology has the exclusive rights to the English translation, I think. This mm-hmm. is a manga called The Drops of God, and it's all about wine. It's about these sommeliers competing to inherit this famed wine critic's private collection of the greatest wines in the world. Yeah. It's it's an interesting one for sure. I've seen it on Comixology Unlimited, yeah. and I've thought about pitching it before, uh, but it it just, it just never made the cut yet. So mm. uh, this will be an interesting one to see. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the first manga that you've pitched. I think it is. I really don't know manga very well at all i probably wouldn't have picked this if it wasn't like in a big splash image on the front page of comiXology and i'm like there's a wine competition manga (laughs) exactly in Mm. in indeed so yeah we are going to be doing the first four volumes of the drops of god uh that's what we will be covering next week uh so join us for that you guys can read those on comiXology unlimited uh normally we would kind of be doing recommendations for that stuff uh but for our end of the month uh continuing coverage i think we'd like to do those at the first time we cover something and the last time so we're skipping those 
this week. Mm. But uh, we will do them again at the end end of the month once we yeah. read the, 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 the whole thing. So there you go. I'm excited for next week. Um, we're getting close to the end of the year here. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Um, I guess that is about it. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I've just launched another new podcast. You can subscribe to Saturday Morning Obscurities. It's a show where me and my brother watch weird old kid shows. Good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys can find me at Yo Kyla Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our podcast, we are at The Whatnots uh, on Twitter. We'll like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. We are at 95 subscribers on YouTube. So please go help us out right now. That would be amazing. Uh, if you guys could help spread the word, that would be incredible. Uh, we're hoping to make it to 100 subscribers by the end of 2020. Uh, so that would be great if we can make that happen. So please tell a friend, tell a foe, tell an alien species. Do something to help us out. That would be wonderful. That being said, though, that's it. That wraps us up for number 130. Ah. Not's review show. So we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.